short measure in the bushel and taking overweight in the silver, tilting the scales fraudulently and selling the refuse of the wheat, that we may buy the wheat for silver and the poor for a pair of sandals. The Lord has sworn by the arrogance of Jacob, I shall never forget any of those activities of theirs. Will not the earth quake on account of this? Will not all who live on it mourn? The whole earth will surge and seethe like the Nile and subside like the river of Egypt. On that day, says the Lord God, I will make the sun go down at noon and darken the earth in broad daylight. I shall turn your pilgrim feast into mourning and all your songs into lamentation. I will make you all put sackcloth around your waist and have everyone's head shaved. I shall make it like the morning for an only sun, and the end of it like a bitter day. The time is coming, says the Lord God, when I shall send famine on the land, not under the bread or thirst of water, but for hearing the word of the Lord. People will stagger from sea to sea. They will range from north to east in search of the word of the Lord.
conscience. Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For in him all things in heaven and on earth are created, things visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or powers. All things have been created through him and for him. He himself is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he might come to have first place in everything. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him God was pleased to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven by making peace through the blood of his cross. And you, who were once estranged and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, he hath now reconciled with his fleshly body through death, so as to present you holy and blameless and irreproachable before him, provided that you continue securely established and steadfast in the faith, without shifting from the hope promised by the gospel that you heard which has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven. I, Paul, became a servant of this gospel. I am now rejoicing in my sufferings for your sake, and in my flesh I am completing what is lacking in Christ's affliction for the sake of his body, that is, the church. I became its servant according to God's commission that was given to me for you, to make the word of God fully known, the mystery that has been hidden throughout the ages and generations, that has now been revealed in faith. To them God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. It is he whom we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone in all wisdom, so that we may present everyone to our in Christ. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church.
May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our strength and our redeemer. In just five verses, Luke has rendered an ordinary family in an ordinary home on an ordinary day. In fact, it's so commonplace that there's an awkward moment, an attempt to draw a guest into the middle of some family tension. Jesus visits Mary and Martha in their home. Martha is distracted by many tasks while Mary sits at Jesus' feet and listens to him speak. Martha complains to Jesus that Mary has left her to do all the work. Jesus seems to chide Martha and to praise Mary. We all know Martha and Mary. We've all been Martha or Mary at various times in our lives. The tension between them is the tension between action and contemplation, between prayer and service. Jesus seems to resolve this tension in favor of Mary. He says Mary has chosen the better part. He seems to prefer Mary's contemplation to Martha's service. But if we take a step back, from Martha and Mary's living room, if you will, we see this story in a different light. Luke placed the story of Martha and Mary right after the parable of the Good Samaritan, which we heard last Sunday. In that parable, Jesus seems to draw the opposite conclusion. The hero of the story is the Samaritan, the one who acts on his compassion when he sees the wounded man in the road, unlike the priest and the Levite who pass him by without stopping. At the end of the parable, Jesus says to the lawyer who prompted the parable, Go and do likewise. Jesus praises the Samaritan for doing, not for contemplating what to do. The parable of the Good Samaritan and the story of Martha and Mary do not cancel each other out. We're meant to take them together because the will to act and the need to reflect reside within each of us, and they are often in tension within us. Luke tells us that Jesus desires both our contemplation of his gospel and our gospel action in the world. But it seems to come down to timing, and timing, as they say, is everything. Jesus' life was a harmony of prayer and action, but that harmony can be elusive in our own lives. How do we know when to act and when to reflect? This seems a variation on last Sunday's theme. How do we know what to do? How do we know how best to love? Now we ponder not just what we ought to do, but when we ought to do it. 
There's no easy answer, but there is an approach that seems to blend prayer and action. Curtis Almquist, one of the brothers of the Society of St. John the Evangelist in Cambridge, described this approach in an article for Cowley Magazine. He wrote, It makes a remarkable difference to awaken to a new day, seeing it as a gift, not a given. There is an amazing grace in greeting the dawn, no matter how wonderful or sorry it may appear at first glance. In greeting the dawn as an invitation from God to know and practice God's presence as we move through the day. The contemplation of a new day as a gift from God sets, sets the stage for remembering God throughout the day. There's something for both Martha and Mary in this approach. In fact, what Brother Curtis describes fuses contemplation and action, prayer and service, so that we can no longer distinguish them. Our contemplation of God upon awakening is an act of will. We must actively turn our thoughts to God. Though any prayer, of course, is always in response to God's invitation to pray. And if we do the day's work in God's presence, doesn't our work become prayer? It can be hard to tell where prayer ends and work begins. This is all well and good, but what difference does it really make if we turn our thoughts to God each day, when each day brings news of carnage and catastrophe, what difference does it make to make our actions a prayer when this weary world seems to be falling apart? The difference has to do with one small word, and that word is hope. Without hope, we despair, and when we despair, we do nothing, because our actions seem fruitless. With hope, we do what we can, and we offer the fruit of our actions, however insignificant, to the God who uses every offering for good. The source of our hope is God, and the face of our hope is Jesus who came to Martha and Mary's home on an ordinary day when so many in the Roman Empire endured carnage and catastrophe when the world seemed to be falling apart. To turn our first thoughts to God in the morning and to remember God's presence in every action through the day is to return again and again to the wellspring of hope. There is nothing more relevant or more necessary on this day, at this time, in this world.
Give us grace to do your will, to do your will in all that we undertake. We pray especially today for Alice, Marshall, John, Joan, Dorothy, Franklin, John and Heather, Richard, Julie, Lila, Kathy, Theo and Henry, Ava, Phil, Barbara, Jenna, Susan, Barbara, Bob, Betsy, Nora, Orevi, Dale, Will, Kristen, Tom and his family, Susie and Ellie, Lucas, Kirsty, Wynn, Edie, Susan, Peter, Eric, Gail, Harry, Aliona, Wynn and Jenny, Spencer and Louisa, the victims of violence and peace, those without jobs, those serving in the military, all who work for peace, and all who suffering as they flee war-torn countries, are there others? 
Thank you. 